maybe I'm crazy, but Philadelphia is in big, big trouble. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. Mark Sanchez, Sanchez joins us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. We're going to talk a lot of quarterback stuff. Um, what's going on with the Eagles? What's going on with Sean Watson? What's going on with Tua? Justin Fields? Uh, um, a little bit Mac Jones. So all kinds of good stuff around the league with him. Then we're going to dive into the NFL matchups for this weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs. Got to get their culture report. There is a new celebrity couple that we are all interested in. And Sex and the City is back. We'll talk about that with T. And Heller joins us as well as Donnie. Thanks so much for hanging with us today. Let's get started with Mark Sanchez. All right. Very excited to have my friend Mark Sanchez on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Thank you for doing this. Although you you did kind of owe me because I did your podcast, but I appreciate it. I owed you big time. (laughs) <laughs> check out mark's podcast fourth and forever uh we had we had a good chat that day i did that podcast i was fired up that day it was, was great mad. yeah you were it was good <laughs> um well people in philadelphia are fired up you know philly a little bit um it's Man. chaos there right now so they fired doug peterson and like prior to firing doug peterson which i i'm not gonna lie i'm very surprised that they did that they were running Carson Wentz out of town and now it seems like they're going to stick with Carson Wentz. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's a little strange what's going on over there. I think um, one of the weirdest things was the way that season ended putting Jalen hurts in and then taking him out and having Sudfeld come play. Like it just jive with a lot of people. You saw Kelsey's reaction. You saw Joe judge's reaction. So there was already like this weird vibe. Right. And then, it sounded like and seemed like from an outsider's perspective that that wasn't really Peterson's move. Like he wasn't the one who pulled hurts, like somebody else was handling stuff. So if that's somebody else, it's gotta be Howie Roseman. Like who else is making the decisions or Jeffrey Lurie. And it seems like there's some bad blood there. And it also seemed like from what I've heard, people that I've talked to made it sound like, you know, Doug is loyal to his guys. And there were certain people that maybe other people wanted fired. And it sounded like Doug was like, nah, it's not really going down like that. Not as long as I'm here. And they're like, well, maybe you're not going to be here. And it kind of just turned into, well, now you're not here is the way I've heard it. So like I said, I don't know exactly how the conversations went. I wasn't in the room, but these are some reliable sources, people that I know. So here's my question. Cause this always and maybe it's because I'm a woman, I don't know, because it just befuddles me. When it starts to become a thing of like, people can't get along, right? (laughs) I heard you say this this morning. (laughs) I mean, it just blows my mind. I don't understand. I don't, I can't process it. And maybe it's because it's not an option for me to like not get along with people. If I'm mean to someone, I'm a bitch. And, (laughs) you know, I asked for an extra napkin and I'm a diva. And, And these men are like not, are fighting they're getting paid $25 million a year yeah. to, to, to run, run this team. What do you mean you can't get along? And it happens all <laughs> the time. So it's not like this is unique just to the Philadelphia Eagles. But like no. if I'm the owner, I don't, I just don't, I, I, this is why I can't be in charge of stuff. Cause I would be like, I don't <laughs> care. I don't give a shit if you guys yeah. aren't getting along. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah, the, my pocketbook and the checks I'm writing you say get along. So figure that's, it out. That's yeah. what the memo I, line is. The memo it, it, line is, do your job. I think a lot of it is people, guys want the credit for stuff. Um, you know, people need the, the validation, uh, you know, who's in charge, the ego stuff gets in people's way. And it's really unfortunate. And you see teams, the ones that are really successful year after year, they find a way to, everybody still has an ego in Kansas city, for example, but you you kind of check that ego and you know my ego ends where yours begins right just like my freedoms end where yours begin like they have that understanding and if that's not the case at some point there's going to be friction and we're seeing the kind of friction that there is in philly right now and it's really too bad but a coach two years removed from winning a super bowl and then winning that division what was it i I want to say two seasons ago when people were starting to go down on carson wentz and they were like I mean, they were awful and he helped the team. He elevated the team. So it's there. It's there. Like, no doubt he can play in this league. It's not like Carson Wentz just woke up one day and lost all his powers. Uh, So 
I don't, I don't know how you move forward. What do you do with the coaching surge? Like it's just a, it's a mess right now. It is a disaster. Uh, somewhere else that seems to be a disaster is Houston. And what we'll get into the college football playoffs and the, the NFL playoffs in a second, but I want to get to the drama first. So <laughs> Deshaun is, has, in my opinion, every right to be furious with Houston. One, they're completely dysfunctional organization who's squandering his youth. Um, now listen, they're paying him handsomely to yeah. be squandered, but nevertheless, yeah. you know, once you get paid, it doesn't matter. You want to win. So this is what you're doing. This is what you're there for. And he, similar to Carson Wentz in that situation, has completely elevated the team. You can't argue with his numbers. You can't right. argue with what he's been able to do with that offense in a, in a disaster. I mean, you have J.J. Watt apologizing to him after the season's over for, like, wasting another year. Yeah. I love Deshaun Watson. I'd love to see him in a situation where he could be successful. And, and, and I would love for that to be in Houston. I think it's cool. Like, I think that's a good brand, a good fan base. And I'd like for it to happen in Houston, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. And this is my problem. This is when I, this is where my sympathy for organizations completely ends. When front offices come in and say things like, we're never going to trade you. What the f*** did you say that for? You don't need to tell anybody <laughs> that. You don't need to promise anybody that. You don't have to right. that. Nobody asked for that promise. Right. It's, it's like your husband saying like, oh, oh, babe, I'm never going to be late from work ever. Like, right. like, great, that's an unnecessary promise. What if there's an right. accident? What if you get a flat tire? What if yeah. your boss asks you to stay after a meeting? So now you've broken an yeah. unnecessary promise. Why did you tell Deshaun Watson that he was going to be a part of the coaching and GM search? You don't owe that to Deshaun Watson. That's not a normal thing. This isn't the NBA. So you tell him and then you don't involve him. Yeah. Of course he I, should be pissed. I don't, I don't, yeah. Most importantly, why did you disclose that to him if you weren't going to follow through? But you might just like, ask him a couple questions about, Hey, what do you think about this coach? Hey, would you like to sit on the, in on this meeting? Not like, Hey, we're going to tell you everything going on. Right. You know what I mean? Like maybe just bring him along for some of it and get his input. Uh, or if you had to have this or this, how do you feel? You know, this coach, that coach, we'd like your input. And then they go with their ultimate decision, but without committing or over committing or over divulging information that they can't really come through on. Right. That it, it just doesn't make sense. And once you say that, now you're held to this standard. And when you don't meet that standard, well, then the other person's like, well, this is a crappy relationship. Why would you say that? And then not to do that. So one, don't say it if you're not going to do it. Don't say it at all. Uh, and then two, yeah, I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun's a hot commodity. If he can get out of there, I think that might be his best bet. And um, because it doesn't sound like there's some coaches who have removed themselves from that uh, coaching search if you've followed because they're yes. like nah, I don't really want to mess with that that doesn't look like a good place Deshaun is the attractive part but the front office you know might be something that deters their their desire to be there so that's not good that that means that Deshaun needs to jump ship and and find a spot that's going to use him in the right way if they can't get the coaches there because of the front office issues yeah and if you're a coach like you said, Deshaun is the attractive piece there. And that's also unstable. So the front office right. is unstable and Deshaun might not be there. Yeah. So there's a, there's a little bit of smoke coming from the, the Miami dolphins because they have the number three, they have the Texans number three <clears> overall <throat> pick. Yeah. And apparently Miami is attractive to Deshaun Watson. Of course, Miami is attractive to everybody, but <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified about Tua. I didn't particularly love Tua coming out of the draft for multiple reasons. I didn't see anything this year that completely sold me on Tua. Now, I'm, I'm also admittedly only saying this because the Dolphins have the number three overall pick. If they didn't, then I would still be nervous, but I would just want to see what the Dolphins are going to do to develop him over the next couple of years. Yeah. But they have one side of the ball taken care of. They have a great defense. Yep. So I don't like wasting units you know what i mean like i feel like the chicago yeah. Bears wasted their great defense wasted that defense by yeah, not no, being ag aggressive and getting a quarterback i don't want the dolphins to do that if they can manufacture a trade to get Deshaun there is that a better deal for miami or for the texans because they would get Tua and the third overall pick and the 18th overall pick so essentially three first round picks for deshaun watson yeah i mean I think there's some good from it from both ways, but let's talk to it just for a second. They really did him a disservice this year and putting him in at the time they did when Fitz was playing well, should have given us the warning sign because Fitz was doing fine. 
There wasn't a need for a switch at that point. Then to use Fitz as like a reliever when two is supposed to be learning how to play, like I can't think of a worse thing for kids' confidence trying to grow and learn how to play the position in the NFL. Like there were games where I threw five interceptions my rookie year. The team won in spite of me multiple times my rookie year to get to nine and seven and finally like backdoor our way into the playoffs. Okay. But we get into the playoffs and I got to play some of my best football. Okay. Without, if I would have gotten pulled at any one of those points, you're already so fragile in those moments. Like, dude, I just let everybody down. And you remember, you go back to your first training camp, uh, you know, meeting where they talk about, you know, it's all about the football. What does that mean? You know, I go back to Pete Carroll and what he talks about. It's all about the football. Well, why? Well, because when you hold the football, when you possess the football, you possess the dreams, the hopes, the aspirations, everything of everybody in that entire franchise. Okay. And you get to touch the football every play and you make a decision with that football every single play. No pressure. So when I made five bad decisions in one game and just like willingly gave the ball to the other team, you know how low you feel? Like you feel just lower than a cripple cricket's ass. Okay. That's low. And you get to play your way through it. You get to play, you get to go back. Cause all you want to do is make it right. All you want to do is make it up to the guys around you. Like, bro, I'm trying. I'm sorry. It's not a lack of effort. I blew it. I'm sorry. Bad decision, whatever. Fine. Cool. Go play through it. Not, Hey, crucial part of the game. Why don't you come take a seat next to me and we'll watch, watch your big brother play for a little bit and see how he handles. What, what are you doing? What, what is that? You can't develop a quarterback like that. So I don't know. I don't know where Tua's mind frame is. I'm just telling you, I'd be furious. That that would like make me nuts. Because you gotta, if you're gonna let him go play, you you gotta take everything that goes along with it. You you so, don't get to pick and choose. I okay? didn't have a problem with them switching to Tua during the season when they did, despite the fact that Fitz was playing well. Because if you've watched any of Fitz Fitz's seasons, like eventually he's gonna have a down. At some point, sure. There's the ticking time bomb idea. Right. I get that. But okay. also, I want to see what Tua is. Like, I let him exactly, play. and I gotta let him see go him play. I so I did, I'm with you. Most important moments. I didn't love the Fitz, the Fitz coming in as a relief okay. pitcher. But I'm that's with... why I was glad he wasn't available in that last game. Me too. Not glad that he had COVID, obviously. Yeah, but I get that. He, that he wasn't that. available because I wanted to see what Tua was going to do in a big moment, and he wasn't but great. I went to the Denver game. I was covering it for um, for Epics for for uh, the grind. Okay. okay. We're we're sitting with Tua's family in the box at the Denver game, and he gets pulled. He gets pulled, and I'm, like, looking at the camera, like, we need to give his family some space. Like, I've been in that situation. I'm sure that wouldn't have been fun to be around my family. Like, it's just uncomfortable, right? Right. It's, it's a part of the NFL. You sign up for it all. When you sign up for it, you sign up for it all. Not just the big contract, but the sad days, too. Fine. So we kind of, like, backed our way out and gave them some space and respected them and whatever. But when Fitz went in, two totally different playbooks, completely different offenses. And I'm like, how are you judging these guys? You're not judging apples to apples. Yeah. These, are, these are different circumstances that you're letting one guy play and one guy watch and then switching and then changing up the playbook. You can't do that. You can't do that and get a legitimate, you know, evaluation. Uh, give, yeah, a legitimate evaluation of your talent. And because of that, the disconnect and because honestly, I think, and, and it's no slight on Brian Flores, but he's, he's not an offensive guy. He's not like a quarterback grooming guy. Like he doesn't think like an offensive coach. He's a badass defensive coach. That's one of the toughest guys to play against, but you don't groom quarterbacks like that. It's just not what you do. You don't, you don't put, um, you know, crappy gas in a high performance sports car. You just don't do that. Like, and the argument could be, well, it's cheaper. Yeah, it is cheaper, but it doesn't work like that. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean you're 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 right. I didn't love it either. Uh, I I like silly. So then now now it's like, hey, you can't play in the big moments, and also we might trade you. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, yeah. Welcome to the NFL. I mean, it's probably not fair. And and Chan Gailey's not there anymore, so they're getting a new offensive coordinator. I think they'll probably end up sticking with Tua, um, mainly because. Houston has all the leverage and they don't want to trade Deshaun Watson as I wouldn't want to either. So they're going to try and make it work. Um, So a little bit on the the playoffs this weekend, as you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the Steelers were 
embarrassed by the Cleveland Browns in the wild card game this weekend. I saw this coming, not that performance, obviously, from the Browns. Nobody saw that. The Browns didn't even see that. But I saw them losing because, one, the way that they've been playing the past six games has been completely unimpressive. They lost Devin Bush. They lost Bud Dupree. Ben can't throw the ball down the field. And they have no running game. So I don't know what the plan was, but this has been a habitual thing with the Steelers every single year, on top of them being extremely noisy. I love Mike Tomlin, but it's time to move on from Ben. I thought they should have gotten a more reliable backup in the this past offseason after watching Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph for a year. I don't know. I missed it, but like Mason Rudolph is not a starting quarterback in this league, and he's barely a backup. So I think they need to be aggressive about the Ben situation. Probably won't. But what do you think is wrong with the Steelers? Yeah, I think there was, you know, people thought this game could go to the Browns, like if exactly what happened happened, right? They needed like the perfect storm, a couple big momentum plays, boom. And now they're on you. And it's like, okay, the Steelers finally put it all together in a crunch time moment and figure it out and then storm through the playoffs or do exactly what happened. And they, they just kind of tanked. And, uh, I thought a lot of it was perfect storm. Like the Browns weren't even in the building during the week, right? Like they didn't even get to go through all their practice, get through all. And it was just like pure raw emotion. One mess up by the Steelers, one mishap, boom. And they're on you, you know, and, and they're like a momentum driven team They're that that's the way they are. Their quarterback's a little fiery. That's the way their team is. They kind of taken on that personality. So Yes, that was crazy. I didn't see it happening like that, but I thought there was a chance that the Browns could win. I just thought the Steelers were just too much. There's there's too much working against the Browns at the time. Now, to examine the Steelers, I feel like they've just changed their identity quite a bit from what I remember, right? And a lot of it's due to injuries. So, some of the things you can't, you know, fault them for, they guys got hurt. Guys get hurt, guys get hurt. Whatever. You get you get the injury bug, that's just the way it is. So they lose some key players on defense that kind of change the dynamic of what they were able to do. So maybe they're not as tough as they, you know, thought they were, would be or a step out against the run game and all that. But on offense, it wasn't really injuries. It was just poor performance. And it seemed like there was this push once they got rolling offensively early in the year to throw the ball. It was like, okay, that's who we are now. But you remember the Steelers football, like Jerome Bettis and like, dude, they're going to, run the ball down your throat. They're going to blitz your ass on defense. You're going to be sore for 10 days after playing that game. Like that's who the Steelers were. They're just going to kick your ass. And um, it doesn't see, it seems like they've taken on a little more of a finesse kind of identity right now. And uh, there's nothing wrong with having those great receivers, but at the same time, like they are the Steelers, you know, like they got to be able to run the ball. They got to be able, they're a gap trap running team. Like they run power down your throat. That's who the Steelers are. And, um, you know, it just seemed, it seems strange. It seems like the Titans are more like the Steelers than the, the Steelers are, you know, like it just, it, it didn't seem right now with Ben moving forward, you know, he's an aging guy and, and you heard him after the game. He's just like, I hope they want me back. So he, you could tell, like, he feels it. He knows that the, the the end of the road is, is near, uh, whether it's now or in the future. But I, I don't know if Ben goes on somewhere like Phillip Rivers does, or, you know, I, I don't know if that's, if, if another team, if he's as attractive to another team as maybe Phillip is. Um, so that's, that's going to be tough because they're going to have to, they're, they're in a situation that the Patriots are never in, right? Like they never signed the guide to the last deal. You know, some teams right. will sign players to like their last two deals and you see their play just decline but bill belichick's like i'm not dealing with that like maybe it's the emotional side that he doesn't want to deal with <laughs> not just no, the bad performance he's just like we're not doing that you know so um this is this is going to be a tough one but this will change you know this could potentially hamstring that talent at receiver and making moves in the draft and all that it could slow them down for a couple of years. Like this decision will have a ripple effect for at least three to four years, right? Whether you keep Ben or move on from him. So they got, uh, they got a big decision to make. Do you think that Jacksonville is a good job? Ugh, this is the worst answer, but it depends. <laughs> <laughs> depends, right? Like, well, you know, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. 
which is great. Um, you know, the division is where you at. You got your Titans, uh, Houston. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the worst. Uh, can you – is that a place you want to be? Like Urban Meyer, does he want to be in Jacksonville? Maybe. Uh, does he want to start something there? Sure. But also the 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 owner, Mr. Khan, was talking about like, yeah, like I'm I'm gonna be involved in all this stuff. So that's where the best organizations, like they're like one or two people making decisions, right? Not like the owners and my friend and so and so, and you know, like we'll just group think this thing to a Super Bowl. It doesn't really work like that. And uh, you know, Steelers always pretty good. Giants usually pretty good, uh, you know, Patriots, Seahawks, like there's one or two people like really handling stuff. And when you get rich billionaire owners that think like, Hey, fine, it's your team. No doubt. You do whatever you want, but you might want to trust somebody who knows what they're doing to do that. Right. Like just cause I have a lot of money doesn't mean I can clean your teeth and tell you all about, you know, whether you have cavities or not. I, I don't know that that doesn't make me an expert on that just because I've been around it a little bit. Like that doesn't, it's not like through osmosis, I'm just going to know everything about that. So with these personnel decisions, that's where it's really tough, you know, and same thing with analytics and all that, you know, when some of these things like start meshing into the, into the decision-making, then you get into situations that are a little sticky and it's like, well, the numbers say do this. And sometimes, you know, ball coaches, you know how they are. They're, they're stubborn. And it's just like, Hey man, this is the way we do stuff. Get out of my way or let's move on. So I don't know if I love the Jacksonville job. Um, you know, it's got to be for the right coach and understanding you're not going to get a ton of, I mean, Doug Marone's been a losing coach for the last couple of years and hasn't been fired. Like look at Doug Peterson in Philly. So yeah, you're going to get a little more time in Jacksonville if things don't work out it right away. Have the same kind of urgency there. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different, you know, way smaller market. Like you know, it's just different. So yeah, you can you can you have a good lifestyle down there for a while and then be like, oh, damn, we lost a lot of games. You got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, I want to get you out of here. I know you're uh, very busy. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, but just want to ask you about the college football national championship game, sure. which was last night it was competitive for the first half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Alabama did what Alabama does. And I don't think it's any knock on Ohio State. Like Alabama's a great team. And uh, pretty much everyone, including the odds makers, expected it to go that way. But uh, I thought Justin Fields did what he needed to do against Clemson to secure the, the second quarterback spot in the draft. And I don't know what to make of Mac Jones other than I think he's like a tough kid. Yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to think of, I, and I heard Joel Klatt talk, or Joe Klatt talk about, um, uh, Mac. The, the, or, yeah, about Mac and like the, the um, margin, the talent margin uh, at Alabama and other places and it's for real like I, I even felt that a little bit from USC I know he talked about liner being very candid talk about that um, when you play with those with that type of talent you know the five-star kids week in and week out and you're going against you know maybe a couple five-star guys on defense but not like the entire crew um, it's different and you get into the you get into the league. That's why they tell you, like, you know, I would talk to my coach and be like, he's covered. He's like, that's NFL open. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as open as he's going to get, unless somebody falls down, that's open, you know? So you have to readjust, you know, your to a new normal of, wow, you know, these guys are really fast. They're really smart. And if they're open, they're only open for a, a short period of time and you got to get them the ball in that time. So for Mac Jones, you know, I think he'd benefit from from watching somebody play for a little bit. I don't think you draft him, you know, with your first pick to be the face of your franchise at this point. But, you know, he's one of those guys that could, you know, end up being like uh, I see him potentially being like a Rich Gannon or like, um, you know, Brad Johnson or somebody who doesn't like start right away, but just like knows a ton of football, played a lot of football. Um, you know, watched a lot of football closely, studied for a ton of game plans, and then finally gets an opportunity at some point and just like, man, that was a solid guy we had. Like to have him in Pittsburgh when Ben's not playing well or something, you know what I mean? Like that kind of guy um, where, where he's just all reliable. Like, man, we can count on Mac, that kind of thing. Um, for Fields, 
yeah, I think the Clemson game was huge. Um, to be totally honest, and I know he wouldn't come back. I'm sure he's already declared, but him coming back one more year wouldn't be terrible. Um, you know, just injuries and all that. I, I don't see it happening, obviously. But um, he's going to be one of those kids that's going to learn a lot um, in his first year. And similar to, and I, I draw this parallel between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had a ton of different offensive coordinators and was always in like the zone read scheme, right? And every year they, it seemed like they would turn over coaches and they would just go back and watch the film and be like, okay, what did he do well? Okay, he runs the read option well and he throws on the run. Okay, great. Let's just let him do that and cool. Well, he never like grew, you know? He never was like pushed or stretched into doing something that he's never done before. But he has all the tools. I mean, by God, look at the guy. In his workout at his pro day, I went to his pro day. I'm like, holy cow. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody throw a ball better than that. I've seen a lot of guys play now. It was incredible. The ball jumps out of his hand like a jugs machine. It's a tight spiral. He's like this massive human. He looks like Carson Palmer, and he's faster. I'm like, damn, this dude's a freak. If he could put it all together, if he gets in the right system. So I think for somebody like Trevor and somebody like Fields, where they get out of some of that read option stuff, like they can always do that. That's not hard for them. That's like riding a bike with training wheels. You can always go back and do that. But somebody's going to push them to get under center, give a stretch fake, flip your hips, flip your head around, stop on like slam on the brakes and just throw darts down the field. Both of those guys have been put on this planet to do that. So Whoever gets the opportunity to coach those guys and gives them the skill set, the, you know, reminding them that the drawback passing game is footwork, it's timing, it's your eyes, it's the relationship with your receivers, all that understanding all that. I mean, these guys could be unbelievable, but somebody's going to have to change the way they look at the game because when's the last time you've seen Trevor Lawrence have to go, go, go down and win a game in a two minute drill and just dice you up down the field, 10 of 11 completions on one drive. You know what I mean? Like he's never had to do that. He's been out of the game in the third quarter with his sandals on eating peanuts because they're up by 50 points. Like it's, it's not the same. So he's going to be in some ball games and just like Justin Herbert, when they finally put him in those situations, I mean, the kid just, I mean, blew up. He, he, he could shine so bright because he has all those tools. And I think both of these guys have those tools. It's just, where do they land? Who coaches them? And, and how are they going to push these guys and mold them into being an NFL quarterback and to be an NFL quarterback, you've got to be a pocket passer at some point like at a certain point you're gonna have to complete 10 to 15 balls a game in a playoff game that's like drop back go through read the defense go through your progression throw an accurate ball into tight coverage you're gonna have to do it so um you know i, I think these guys are more than capable and it, it's gonna be fun to watch yeah i'm excited too thanks so much for coming by really appreciate it um stay safe and yes, you're not in LA County. We're locked down in LA County. So lock it down. You can't leave. But um, hello from afar and uh, appreciate you coming by. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Quit it. We about to turn up in this bitch. All right. What's up, Heller? What's what up, am I waiting for today? There's a lot going on. It's just There's very a lot fun. going on. That's It's safe to say that. Let's get right into it. Uh, one of the top five QBs in the league might be on the move as Deshaun Watson and the Texans are not on good terms. Maybe it's something in the chicken fried steak or the Viet Cajun food that I desperately want to try down there in Houston, but Watson appears to be taking the same approach to player mobility as fellow Houston sports star James Harden. You know the guy with the beard. Uh, so far, your Dolphins appear to be the leading suitor, and my, niner, my Niners are among a few other destinations that have been floated. Joy, 23 NFL teams should at least consider trading for Deshaun Watson. Win it or quit it. Absolutely. I love Deshaun Watson. Who doesn't love Deshaun Watson? He's amazing. He yeah. has carried the, the Texans the past couple years through their dredges of... Didn't really take them anywhere, but he carried them, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, but like for whatever, he makes them relevant and they have actually True. made it to the playoffs. Like he, he is the only reason they have any modicum of success in the past couple of years in, in, in a sea of dysfunction and yeah. which, which seems to be every day progressively getting worse. So as I talked to uh, Mark Sanchez earlier in the podcast, mm. I have no pity whatsoever on this organization for the way that they have handled things. Don't make promises you can't keep the worst that you have no intention of keeping either way it's a bad move 
it's illogical to tell a child you're going to give him spaghetti every single night for dinner because what if you run out of spaghetti <laughs> now maybe your intention is to give him spaghetti every night for dinner but yeah, like but... you've made a promise that's unnecessary just tell him you're going to do your best to get him spaghetti every night or don't say you're gonna eat whatever I put on the plate, which is what my mother did, okay? It doesn't matter. You just, it's just an oh, unnecessary yeah. thing. So when you tell Deshaun he's gonna be involved in the process, which you never needed to say, and then you don't involve him, it's your fault that he's, that he's pissed. And he should be pissed because bad communication is the root of most breakdowns in relationships. It doesn't matter if Bingo. it's business, it doesn't matter if it's personal, it doesn't matter if it's your friend, family, customer doesn't matter communication is important that's why companies like amazon thrive they have excellent customer service if you tell them something doesn't arrive at your door they will give you the money back that is what they do yep trust me it's you want three of them here you go as many as you want you didn't get that shoe rack 15 shoe racks for you okay <laughs> customer service matters good relationship between your, your your ownership and your star quarterback matters it's 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 nonsense what's going on in houston i have no sympathy for them this is a disaster and it's progressively getting worse. So while Deshaun is furious and they hired Nick Casario, who by the way, is responsible for that roster in New England for the past couple of years, which landed Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and now in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, well, the Patriots have missed the playoffs for the first time since 2008, might I add. They did consult Deshaun Watson on that. Now you have Andre Johnson coming out a few moments ago on Twitter saying, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into the building, nothing good has happened in or for that organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. Yo. And who responded? None other than DeAndre Hopkins, who had himself a fantastic year at another organization not known as the Houston Texans. And he said, when Dre speak, listen. That's like, that, that's like the Texans, Jerry Rice, and Terrell Owens saying the organization's crap. They're not wrong. And we have a we have a mountain of evidence to show that. Now, if you're like, oh, Joy, who's Jack Easterby? <laughs> you're not alone because no one knows who Jack Easterby is unless you give him a little Google, uh, which, would, which would land you on. He was a former intern that then became a chaplain for the Patriots. And then somehow, uh, <laughs> privilege, um, <laughs> as the head of the Houston Texans organization. What happened to the separation between church and football? What happened to that? I don't, I, he is the franchise's executive vice president of team development. Cool, man. Make that make, that make sense, but sure. Okay, let's entertain sure. this Next for be, whatever. And yeah. now he is of course trending in the bowels of Twitter because apparently we have found, and by we, I don't mean me. I mean, people that I follow have found his burner account. He's a, he's a, burner, boy, he's a burner boy, Joy. He's a burner boy. Alleged burner account. He's a burner now boy. Here's, here's what I will say about burner accounts if you're an executive, because we've seen this happen so, so many times. Time, time again. And this hasn't been confirmed yet. So I am speaking out of turn. Assuming that this is real. I okay. read one tweet and I can confirm it. It was a burner boy, but continue. Okay. <laughs> it's It feels real. Um, here's the thing. Executives need, who don't have their own social media need to have burner accounts because they need to be able yep. to see mm -hmm. social media. So yep. I don't have a problem with the burner account concept, but you can't have a burner account in which you tweet things positively about yourself in order to defend yourself whilst being the person and don't let your family do it either as we've seen with the philadelphia sixers that's a bad idea as well yeah. so if things are falling apart in houston i just hope that deshaun watson can get the hell out of there it's a disaster of a situation it continues to progressively get worse i don't know how any of this happened or how we got here but all i know is deshaun watson deserves better we should not have to keep giving away prime years of his career. He is a playmaker. He is a winner. He is an athlete. He is a star. He deserves to be somewhere that is not full of dysfunction and run by a former intern and chaplain. Not that there's anything wrong with being either of those things, but I just don't know how it lands you in charge of team personnel. Sorry, I don't see the, the latter. And, to, and to, drive the, to drive the metaphor uh, home, Imagine, you know, let's, let's a real world application of having a burner 
or using someone else's account would be maybe you want to check on an ex, right? You want to see what they're up to, but you can't go through the fall refollowing them, dealing with them, knowing that all that stuff. So you might go to a friend's account who still follows them, a mutual friend in your friend group, and you might ask them to look to see what's going on on your page. Now imagine you making that friend comment positive propaganda about you on that page. And that's what this guy did with his burner allegedly. So that is really bad. But I will say, not including Deshaun in, in the negotiations, when you said you were going to not interviewing the one coach he asked you to interview just to humor him which they're I'll, doing now but like who cares blah you know thanks thank you right. that, that that's what everyone really wants to validate their feelings is a demand over and over and over again until someone barely gives you just a gesture of what you want um but all of those things are bad none of them are as bad as trading deandre hopkins for nothing like the, it's now been a year david johnson fine running back not the making the same impact that that D Hop did. So now uh, this it's just <laughs> these are just these are just further problems on top of something that had already kind of rotted out from underneath him. Yes, sucks. Come to the Niners though, dog. We oh, will. Oh, you want? <laughs> everyone wants you. That the good news is everyone yeah. wants him. That's um, all right. Joy, do you know the age-old saying, the Browns is the Browns? Um, I know you're a Steelers fan, and it was, in fact, one of your own, a John Sherman Juju Smith-Schuster who coined the phrase just last week. And in doing so, he broke the spell the Steelers had over the Browns. Uh, Cleveland rolled to a 48-37 win over Pittsburgh, and Jarvis Landry hit a mean Corvette Corvette in the locker room after the fact. Corvette Corvette. Did you know that song's called Adderall? Anyway, that's weird. But um, Joy, the Browns will beat the Steelers at least once a year for the next five years, win it or quit it. Yeah, I will win it. And Dang, that, that's Juju feel did bad. not... Here's what I will say to defend Juju. Um, similarly to what I said when Dabo said what he said about Ohio State. I think you have to be good enough for bulletin board material to matter, right? Okay. It's, you can say whatever you want about anybody. If you don't actually have the talent, it's just extra motivation for someone who's moderately good at what they do. The yep. Browns are actually a good team. They can run the ball. Yep. They are they they are definitely competitive. They have a great defensive line. Baker's been functional all season long. Kevin Stefanski's clearly established a culture there. They have a great offensive line. What's so shocking about them being the Steelers? Now listen, I didn't expect that shit show, but neither did the Browns. Like the Browns, no one, no one, you put them on a lie detector. Nobody thought that they were going to win like that. Nobody wins like that in the NFL. That's oh not what happens. You don't have blowouts like that in the NFL. Even the Jets managed to win two games this season. So never... that's just, that's not that, that's college football. What happened? So it's not on Juju. Like, did Juju give some extra little motivation? Was it a little extra fun, you know, afterwards for the Browns and Browns media and everybody because they won? Yes, of course. But Juju doesn't play defense where Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt ran wild all night. Okay. Juju does not have the ball in his hands like Big Ben does throwing four interceptions. Okay. And ducks all night long. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. That's not Juju's responsibility. Now, if Juju goes out there and has a game, which actually he didn't, <laughs> Juju did his part, right? Then you can blame it on Juju. That's that Juju said, well, I don't agree with it. Like, I mean, it, I definitely agree with the Browns and the Browns. Like, I, I, I hate the Browns. I hate Cleveland. Everybody knows that, right? I'm glad they finally have a culture. I'm glad they're finally competitive. I'm glad we can actually watch Cleveland Brown games without having to dread the next three hours and it actually be competitive. I'm actually, not, I am because I don't like duds. That's a waste of my time. I don't, okay. I don't like watching duds. Respect. Nobody, does. Nobody likes watching Jacksonville Jaguar football. Nobody likes nope. watching the Jets this year. That's awful. It's Sorry, not- Donnie. No one likes watching the Lions. Womp, womp. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> 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 I'd rather everybody be competitive and the best man win. Like I didn't even like going into the situation with Stefanski being out. I, I want everybody to be there, but here's, right. here's the problem. It's not the Browns. The Browns should have won that game. Actually, if you watch what the Steelers have done for the past couple of weeks, the Steelers haven't been good. They had one good half against the Colts. Downward, ben is downward done. trajectory. He's done. Okay. The, the Cleveland Browns should have won that game. They probably should have won the division. It's not surprising to me that they've moved on. I've been saying all week, I was nervous about this game. 
again, I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I thought it was perfectly within reach for the Cleveland Browns to win that game. I don't know why it was so outrageous, the thought that they could beat the Steelers who haven't won a game in how many weeks? <laughs> like out of the last last five games. Like it's not that outrageous that they were going to lose that game. Here's the yeah. problem. The Steelers are going to look at this offseason and they're going to look at that game, the way that the season went, and they're going to run it back one more time. That's what they're going to do because that's what the Steelers do, okay? Like this was a fucking disaster. Run, run it back. back. Like, hey, run it back. Hey, one hey. More time. This was one more go. They're going to keep Ben there. They're going to keep Ben there. They're going to allow him to ride into the sunset along with the organization because that's what the Steelers do. They forget what all those years were like before Ben got there, okay? Trying to figure out this 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 person and that person. No, they're extremely loyal. So they're going to let Ben do it. They're not going to draft anybody. They're not going to make any aggressive moves. Because why, why wouldn't you do that last year? Ben was out and you had Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges and you almost made the playoffs. So instead of saying, oh, Hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, who hates working out, um, is going to come back <laughs> from this surgery in his 17th year, and God forbid anything happens with him. Um, our defense is 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 great. We have these we have these good wide receivers. We need to figure out a running game. But like, let's just let's just stick with Mason Rudolph as our backup guy in case anything happens to Ben. Um, if Ben decides to retire, which he talks about every six months. We're going to have to run it with Mason next year. And here's the best part, guys. Lamar Jackson, what's he doing this weekend? Oh, he's going to be playing in a playoff game because they won. He's in your division. Um, what are the Browns doing? They're going to be playing in a playoff game because they won. They beat your ass, and they're in the division. Yeah, but like, then, like my man said, they're about to get clapped, though. No. I mean, they might, but like, it doesn't have anything to do with the Steelers. Right. <laughs> right. And then you have Joe Burrow coming back. So you're in the best division in football, which is not arguable. Steelers, Ravens, Browns in the playoffs, best division in football, toughest division in football. And you have the worst quarterback. And you're going to run it back one more time. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. I know how this goes. They're not going to fire Mike Tomlin. And I don't think that they should. They need to aggressively overhaul their offense. They need to improve the offensive line. They need a fucking actual running back, a real actual running back, a number one running back and pay the man when it comes time to pay him. Because if they had Le'Veon Bell, this, this would not be happening. Yeah. Have a running back, you are Pittsburgh. You have to have, you have to be able to run the ball. Because that's really what happened. They had 52 rushing yards. Who's getting, who's that getting, getting it done against? Cleveland? Obviously not. Can't have Ben throwing four interceptions and run the ball and get 52 yards. And everyone wants to tell me about how he had 500 yards. How do you throw over 500 yards? Well, if you throw the ball 60 times, you should a record. probably in that range yep. of 500 yards. It's not an accomplishment. It's ultimate garbage time points. I'm actually pissed that the, the ending score was as close as it was because it could convince someone who didn't watch the game closely that it was actually competitive. Great second half from Ben. He just started slow. He'll be good next year. Yeah, I can see that happen. Okay. Um, Steelers, you're, you're a big Steelers fan despite the uh, proof of Miami fanhood right behind you. Um, Steelers fan, rapid fire. Ready? Do you want Big Ben back next year? No. Do you like Juju Smith-Schuster? I do. Is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat next year? No. Um, what's the best thing to eat in Pittsburgh? Manny Brothers. Cool. I'm going to put that in my calendar for <laughs> when uh, we can travel again in 2022. Yeah, and, uh, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. I don't believe in firing head coaches that have that kind of pedigree anyway. Um, Juju is a great um, not only is he like an actual, like good guy, but he's just young and likes to have fun. I don't think you should give that the team, any team built bulletin board yep. material before talk trash afterwards. I don't agree with it. I wouldn't do it, but it happens. It doesn't make him a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and the TikTok thing is way overblown. Uh, a bunch of old crusty people. It's just, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. That's not the reason why they lost. Like Juju's not responsible for big Ben regressing or just being old. He, he, he didn't throw four interceptions. He didn't rush the ball at all for 52 yards. And he didn't let uh, the Cleveland Browns put up 48 points. So. Um, to your, to your, and to your point about Juju being young, and you mentioned earlier the youth of the quarterbacks in your division, two of those quarterbacks are in the playoffs, as you said, and all four quarterbacks in the AFC right now that are remaining 
are 25 years old or younger. Ben's what, 37? Yeah, Ben's done. Like it's over for Ben. And I think Ben knows that, but I think Ben doesn't want to leave the NFL on that yep. note. And look, I, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily want to either. And the Steelers probably don't want to do that to him, but unfortunately it, it can't be up to Ben. It needs to be up to the Pittsburgh Steelers and they need to be aggressive about it. They won't, they're going to yeah. run it back. Do you TikTok? No, and I actually, I, I made everyone upset this week and I'm not apologizing for it because uh, the Busset Challenge was- That was hilarious. I saw your Busset Challenge, it was great. I've, your Busset Challenge was the first one I've seen though. So it t- I had to figure out kind of what was going on. But once I got the gist of what was going on, I realized- yeah. You have to see other Busset Challenges to appreciate my Busset Challenge posts uh, in its fullness. Um, but yeah, I can imagine a few, a few, a few, a few people were like aggressively angry at me for that, which I really think is very funny. Um, why aren't you, why aren't you on TikTok? Just out of curiosity. I'm not a good dancer and I don't have time. I don't have time to be sitting here like doing the like. Yeah, I think, I think the, I think the reason I'm not on there is because I'm 33 years old. Yeah. And so, and so 34 on Sunday, I feel like a complete dork doing exactly. Exactly. If you like them and you're 38 or whatever, like more power to you do whatever. And you like, yeah, but, but me personally, I feel like a dork. It doesn't make me any money and I don't have the time. So like, that's how things are prioritized for me. Like, do I look dumb? Yes, I do. Um, it's not making me any money. And I'm very busy. So like one of those things has to disappear in order for me to do it. And like, I have a TikTok, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see myself going up on it at all. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Big Ben looked like he was a 37 year old trying to TikTok out there on Sunday. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, everyone in the, who's still in it, who's still left is TikTok age. So <laughs> bye bud. See ya. For your time. It was wonderful. You had a great career. Hall of Famer. This is it. We're done. It's over. What's up, Donnie? What's going on in high key, low key? What's up? All right, high key. It's been three years since Doug Peterson and the Eagles were on top of the football world. It's 2021 and oh, how things have changed. Low key with the recent firing of Coach Peterson, what are the chances that Carson Wentz ends up staying in Philly? Oh, I think it's great chances he stays in Philly, high key he's staying in Philly. What I don't understand is what the plan is. And I also don't like, I don't appreciate being lied to, you know, especially when like, you know, don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. Like you are definitely keeping Carson Wentz because you're paying him a lot of money. Like, right? We can be honest about that. It comes down to that. It comes down to the money. I know we didn't see a lot of Jalen Hurts but he certainly came in and was more dynamic immediately than Carson Wentz. Now look, does he have a long way to go? Of course. Is Carson Wentz still starting quarterback in this league? Of course. But in my opinion, it's not in Philadelphia. Obviously the relationship between Doug Peterson and and him and him went south, which is a whole other conversation because I don't understand how people just like, when did it become like an option for people to not get along? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't don't know what that means. (laughs) I just think that like it's such a tall task for a new coach to come in and fix Carson Wentz and something is wrong with Carson Wentz like this was Philly Philly fans were like upset that I said this or something I don't understand what season were you were you watching a different what because he got benched you've seen the same thing multiple times confused he's not been playing well I understand that they need a lot of pieces it's not a very talented roster but things are going to start getting very fast for you guys, Philadelphia. Dak Prescott's coming back. They just hired Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. They're not going to be that bad next year. Yep. Washington has a top 10 defense in the league. Top five might be the second best defense in the league. Um, they are a quarterback away, which they will get this offseason mm-hmm. from winning playoff games. And they won the division this year in a disastrous year, right? And you were the only only ones that had Carson Wentz like Carson Wentz got benched yes correct Dak yep. was hurt Pulled. right Daniel Jones got hurt at some point so this is on you Philadelphia mm-hmm. so I don't I think this is a disaster I think that the organization is a lot more dysfunctional behind closed doors than we know about 
Yeah. I think the GM is running the show, which makes it very difficult for any coach to come in and make all the decisions because he's going to have to answer to him in every single way. And I just, I, I don't see the Eagles being good again anytime soon. It's unfortunate. He had a nice uh, moments. Can't even call it a run. I just, I, I, I've never been in love with Carson Wentz though, as you know. I think We've seen the same thing out of him. Like we know what, yeah. what, what we're going to get. Exactly. Injuries. I think if he were to go somewhere like the Colts that have a great offensive line and, and Frank Reich, who he worked extremely well with, he would yeah. be successful. There's a couple other places he could go where I think he would drive, but I just don't see it in Philly. Um, I think they should develop Jalen Hurts. You have him on the cheap. Agreed. Trade, get some pieces, start, start the rebuild. I don't know if yep. they're going to do that. I could be wrong, but it seems like they're sticking with Carson Wentz and trying to tell me that it's really was Doug Peterson's fault and they're just, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I'm know. Not, so. I'm with you. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. I feel like they should build around him, trade Carson for some pieces and use that number six pick for some pieces to build around Jalen because I don't think the future is with Carson. I think that's the past. That's looking backwards in instead of looking forward. Yeah, not in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't think Carson Wentz is done or busted. He just, I don't think he's going to have the success in Philadelphia. And that's okay. Clean slate for everybody. Yes. All right. High key super wild card weekend is behind us as well. So naturally we look ahead to the divisional round. Loki, before we go through each game, which of the four matchups are you most looking forward to, Joy? I think I'm most looking forward to the Chiefs and Browns because obviously the Browns whooped the Steelers ass this past weekend. Okay, in embarrassing yeah. fashion everyone is writing off the chiefs because the chiefs haven't beaten anyone by double digits in, since like week eight or something yeah. um everyone's writing the chiefs off i think that's a huge mistake and the browns were unbelievable the other night as we know they can run the ball yep, yep. so if you can run the ball you are going to limit the possessions that the chiefs are going to get chiefs don't have a great red zone defense but it is still Andy Reid off of a bye. I cannot wait to see what happens in this game. It's it's the one I am the most interested in because it, everyone is writing the Chiefs off, and I I don't I don't think that's a good idea. Right. So you you think that the Browns could end up getting clapped? Is that what you're saying? I don't. I'm not. It's inappropriate of me to say that the Browns are going to get clapped after they just completely <laughs> the Steelers. Right. I just okay. think that like. They're get, people are giving the Browns a little bit too much of a chance and are writing the Steelers off. I think the Browns will cover. Like, the spread is 10. I think that's absurd yeah. for an NFL playoff game. Like, I think the Browns will cover. But it's going to be in garbage time, and I I think the Chiefs will win this. And, uh, and because everyone keeps talking about how, like, the Chiefs are going to be rusty and Patrick Mahomes hasn't played in two weeks or three weeks, yeah. whatever it is um, – you know, it's, I think they're going to come out with a little bit of a vengeance, but I'm looking forward the most to see how that one plays out. Okay. What about the uh, Ravens and Bills, Baltimore, oh. Buffalo? So good. So obviously Josh Allen had a couple moments last week where I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Bill? That's not it. That's not it. Can we take no 30 yard sacks like that? Um, yeah. But they did get the win over the Colts and first, you know, playoff win in 25 years. I'm happy for them. Happy for Bill's Mafia. I think this will be a very close game. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's gotten over that playoff hump now. The Ravens are humming. They are very yeah, dangerous. Um, the Bills are just the same. Incredibly hot and just got that win over the Colts. I, uh, I, I can't wait for this game. It's like the battle of the future and mm -hmm. Josh Allen and Lamar yeah. Jackson. Um, two very different teams, but I'm, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be great. Agreed. That, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think maybe the most, uh, I feel like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are both like playing at the top of their games right now at the right time. Yeah. So let's meet and see who wins. All right. Um, back to the NFC Rams Packers. What about that matchup? Who you got? Yeah, this is my, this is my kind of dud of the weekend. Unfortunately, I, I like the Rams a lot. I, I, they have a great defense. I love Cam Akers. I have a lot of respect for Sean McVay. But look, you know, this is the divisional rounds, and we don't know what's going on with Goff. Like, he was a soldier last week, came in after, after Wolford got knocked out, 
and played a, 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 a good enough game to beat the Seahawks. Yeah. But his thumb was this big when yeah. the game was over. Like, I don't know how he did it. He just had thumb surgery. He's got four fingers. Yeah. I mean, they literally just put screws in his thumb and he's out there throwing the ball around. I mean, I, I, it's making me nauseous even thinking about it. If yeah. I stub my toe, I'm out of commission for a week. I'm not <laughs> going in the game, coach. Not me. I'm not going right. in. Don't put me in, coach. Somebody so else. I thought he was really impressive. And they have a great defense. So if they can run the ball and they can get to Aaron Rodgers a couple of times, uh, but I just think it's gonna, they're counting on the Packers having a bad game and I'm not counting on the Packers having a bad game. Packers have had just one bye after playing in week 17. Aaron Rodgers is MVP season. Uh, I don't see it happening. I think that the Packers are going to win this very convincingly. Obviously, any given Sunday or this case Saturday, things could go wrong, but I'm not going to count on, the th- on things going wrong for the Packers in this game. I think, you know, the Rams put it together. They got a nice win, made it to the playoffs, got the win over the Seahawks. They've had a, a nice season, but not knowing what's going on at quarterback is tough. So I'm going to go with the Packers convincingly in this game, but um, yeah, it, it's not the one I'm most looking forward to just because Goff's not at hundred percent. Right. I feel like because of that, things might end up getting out of hand. Um, all right. The last one of the weekend, the senior bowl, the battle of the olds breeze versus Brady. Who you got? I don't know, man. They played a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know like the saints have had the bucks number, but this is playoff Brady and they looked, they, I mean, I know they were in a shootout with Washington, but I'm not going to count that against them. The Saints yeah. did not put up a lot of points against that Chicago defense. It was a really hideous game. Um, the, don't pay attention to the score. That was all garbage time. So <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I have in this game, honestly. Like, I, I really, I want to lean the Saints because I think they're a better overall team. But it's just okay. it's Tom Brady in the play in the playoffs, and I'm just not ready to write him off yet. So yeah, combined age of like 85, I think. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. 85 because Tom is 43 and Drew's going to be 42 on Friday. So yes, they're so old. They're so old. <laughs> I can't make an old man face. I'm trying. Uh, I'm looking forward to it though that's gonna be fun either way it's gonna be be fun I love that graphic that Tom Brady posted it's hilarious yeah yeah I can't the beards are great those are some impressive beards I can't grow a beard like that I get like patches on my sides but I I hope to one day yeah that was nice I love when guys can like make a poke a little fun at themselves (laughs) yeah yeah it makes you so much more like Take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself seriously because it's honestly makes will make people like you a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it, uh, it was really funny that he posted that. But yeah, this is gonna be a fun game. Hey T, what's going on in the culture report? Hey Joy, so the weekend dropped the music video for Save Your Tears and obviously it got all of our attention because you can see like some major plastic surgery. He's almost unrecognizable. There's so much like sadness in the song and video. I did look at the lyrics and I think that it's so important to do that because you see how deep the song actually is and it's super relatable and I think it shows like this battle of feeling like you're not enough and like wanting to change your image to like feel better about yourself, but then that doesn't happen. And I just, I love the weekend, obviously. I love how his videos have like a significant message and it allows uh, us as the viewers to dig deeper into like what the artist is trying to get across to his fans. Um, I did a few days later see that he had the um, Pepsi commercial for the Super Bowl that came out and his face was normal. So I'm pretty sure that the surgery quote unquote that he had was obviously just for the video. Yeah, the weekend did not change his face. It's prosthetics. <laughs> the Super Bowl is just around the corner where he will be performing, as you mentioned, as the halftime performer. Um, it's a it's a great publicity thing, buzz thing. But yeah, I, the weekend did not get major plastic surgery all over his face. I, I like, of course not, right? <laughs> like I, I'm like I zero percent believe that. Now the Pepsi right. have obviously been shot before the surgery, um, but yeah, no, he did not. The video is amazing. The weekend is spectacular, uh, and the Grammys are wrong. That's just that's yes. they, they are. They are. But what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> we know how talented he is. Yes. So, so that's all that matters. 
Um, so Sex in the City is back. Um, they did change the name. It's called And Just Like That. Um, that name has to definitely grow on me, but nevertheless, um, Kim Cattrall said that she wouldn't come back as Samantha. So I think this is something that we all must like accept and move on. She's not coming back. I feel like, yes, like we all love Samantha's character. I like that she added like a little bit of spice to the character and I, and I, or to the role and I, I enjoyed her character, but I feel like all the ladies are so different and it worked for me. So I think the show will do just fine if they keep the three, but I think the bigger question is like, will they cast somebody else? Maybe diversify it up a bit, you know, add a little bit of melanin up in there. I mean, who knows, but I did see that they're not gonna be shooting until late spring. So we do have time for that, but either way I'm watching because I love Sex in the City. We have time to save the show. Listen, <laughs> Sex in the City, well, what I'm about to say probably clears things up for me, but like Sex in the City taught me a lot about relationships mm -hmm. and dating. I love the show and like, you know, every time you have a group of friends, like you always have a Miranda, you know, you have a Carrie, you know, you have a Charlotte and you have a Samantha. And sometimes there's a couple Samanthas, you know, and if you watch the show, you know what that means. But to me, I don't, how are you gonna have the show without Samantha? Samantha <laughs> is the sex. There is no sex in the city without Samantha. Everybody else was just out here dating folk. Well, that's probably why they changed the no, name to it like, just like it's, so it's like boyfriends in the city. It's, it's it's husbands in the city. Like what partners in the city? What is it? Samantha was the sex in the city in Sex in the City. Like so, I don't understand how you don't have it. How you have it without her? A so it, it kind of low. Honestly, it lowers my interest in the show because she was the one that kind of balanced out all the like. Can we lose Miranda? Can we just all just be real? Like are we gonna replace somebody? Let's replace with Miranda. All right. If, we're keeping it, if one had to go, I mean, yeah. if one had to go, it was always Miranda. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be Miranda in the group of friends, right? If you said, if you heard you were Miranda, you had some life adjustments to make. So I'm sad there's no Samantha. Yes, I agree. They need to diversify the cast and re and replace her, if you will, with some melanin. But then is that character going to be the Samantha? Because that don't feel right either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. So I don't, so whoever that character is can't embody like what Samantha was because Kim, Kim was so unique to that character. And like that character has such a unique energy and like personality that whoever they replace her with that they do needs to be something totally different than her, you know? Cause then we're just going to compare it. It should be a totally new character. Like Jennifer Hudson, Hudson came in and was amazing in the movie. Like she was perfect in that role, killed it entirely. Um, but I don't know. I just, I'm very disappointed that there's no Samantha. Like, I just, like, I, I saw it and there was no Samantha and I was like, mm, I didn't really like all those other characters that much. Like, Samantha made me like the other characters. Yeah, she definitely added a little, like, she added a little spice. But I think that, I mean, you, you're right, though. That's why they changed the name to End Just Like That, because, uh, like, Samantha brought the sex to Sex in the City. <laughs> like, you know, that was, like, her. So, yeah, without her, it wouldn't make sense. So. It doesn't. So I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going to check it out just because I'm such a big fan of the original show, but I, I have very low expectations. Yeah, same. So Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan are officially a thing. Um, as we know, Lori Harvey has been linked to, you know, Trey Songz, Future, Diddy, name a few, and then now Michael B. Jordan. And people are wondering, like, how she does it. I think people say, like, dating in this, indi like, dating in this industry for her just seems so effortless to, like, a lot of people. And jo I think I may have, like, figured it out. I don't think there's any secret to this, but if you think about it, Lori Harvey is, like, young. And she's living her life. She's not having kids. Yes, you see her with a guy couple guys but you don't know anything else like she's staying out of drama she's not controversial and I think that that just seems so foreign to people because that's usually not the case for like people in this industry like especially women and then on top of that like this generation like also like will follow the trend and when someone starts something like oh how does Lori Harvey finesse like what's her secret we start to see her in this light like oh she's a finesse like she's a finesse like and that's what we aspire to be like that's why like some women who this who do this exact same thing are called like hoes and others aren't and I'm not saying that Lori or anyone is a hoe because what people do like with their lives like their business but again it really goes back to like who sets that trend about that particular person and that's what I yes. think I think um I think Lori Harvey is living her best life 
Um, and that is just all there is to it. I mean, listen, sis is doing what she wants to do. And I mean, these men aren't married. She ain't married. Like you said, she's not out here having kids. I'm just trying to figure out what she's doing different from what the men do. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. So have fun, sis. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at you. Like I'm not, I'm not. Any one of us would be signing up for this current situation with, you know, Michael B. Jordan. And, you know, it spread around pretty quickly through all group chats once the uh, Instagram official notice was uh, released. But yeah, I mean, I, Lori Harvey is obviously one of those people that everybody loves to talk about because they can't have her life. And that's that's yeah. just kind of what it comes down to, y'all. And that's it. <laughs> like, you you can't be out here dating these men and then moving on to the next one because you're you're having you're having that last one's kid, or you're being problematic with somebody else, or you still have your own toxic situations. Like, I don't know her, Lori Harvey, personally, but I am not mad at her. Do you, girl? Live your live your life. <laughs> what she what is she doing wrong? She's dating different men. Well, I mean, yeah. I think like whatever works for her. So I think that, <laughs> I think it's just this thing where people are just like people think it's like a secret. Like, oh my God, what's she doing? It's just like I think that that's no. Just the weird. secret is she's fine. She's fine yeah. as hell. She's wealthy. Yeah. She's in these rooms with these people. You're not <laughs> okay. She's places where she can meet Michael B. Jordan. You're not. Okay, my, and I'm saying you like me also. I haven't met Michael B. Jordan. Okay, so like she's she's wealthy, not wealthy. She is in these rooms. Okay, she's fine as hell. What's that's the finesse right there. So if you can get those three, that combination of those three, and she clearly had like has a good personality. On top of it, or I mean, she wouldn't be dating all these men for as long as she is. I think it's the mystery though. Good. Like you don't really know, you don't really know much about her. I don't even know what she sounds like. I don't, I haven't, I've never heard her voice. Neither. <laughs> but like some, they have. <laughs> right. So I'm just saying like these men could have any, most of these men could have any woman in the world that they want. So she's choosing them. I'm not mad sis, choose them. They want to be chose. So that's how it goes. They want to be chose, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's it. There is no finesse. I will still read the book though. <laughs> I will still read the book. Please write the book. Right. Kind of help me, but I still will read it. Yeah. I think one last thing I want to mention too is that Michael B. Jordan, I mean, he's obviously stated that he's an actor, like that he doesn't really date. And he's even saying that that's probably why I'm single because I'm, I'm a busy actor. And I think that to have him go public with her, that's also adding to it as well because I've never seen him go public with anyone. Yeah, I mean, because everybody wants to date Michael B. Jordan. I would be choosy too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, no, that's like, that's the automatic yes. We don't have to think about that one. Um, so yeah, that, that that's, of course, I get it. I get why everybody's freaking out. I'm just saying, I just look at the situation for what it is. What does this yeah. person have that I don't have? Well, <laughs> let, let's look at the list. Like, that's the reason why you're not getting to Michael B. Jordan. And that's fine. There's only one Michael B. Jordan. And right now he currently belongs to Lori. I'm happy for you, sis. Yeah. Do you, girl? Do you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Appreciate it. Make sure you hit subscribe and you can listen to the podcast on any podcast platform, iHeartMedia, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Pod. Myself at Joy Taylor Talks. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope you're healthy, happy, and safe. Stay safe and join us next week on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.